0: I'm Judge Faith Jenkins, and this is Divorce Court. All kinds of couples with problems come to me for advice. Can I be in a relationship with someone that I really don't trust? Trust is lost in buckets and gained in drops. Others need a lighter touch. It's only been three years. You've been back together seven hours and 12 minutes. I hope you can make it to dinner. But most people just need some of my tough love. You're problematic on many levels. You know nothing about commitment, monogamy, integrity, and loyalty. Now, join me in divorce court for today's
1: case. She ignored the red flags in the beginning of the relationship and now says she married a controlling narcissist. He decided to leave his wife because of their issues, but now says he made a mistake. Will she take him back? That's today's case on Divorce Court. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Faith Jenkins presiding. Your Honor, our virtual audience is filled with your superfans. Today's superfan of the day is Dominique from our capital city, Washington, D.C.
0: It's amazing to have you with us today, Dominique. As my special guest, I'm sending you an autographed copy of my book, Sis, Don't Settle. Your
1: Honor, this is the case of McCoy versus McCoy.
0: Thank you, Juan. Miss Gwendolyn McCoy. Yes, Your Honor. You have brought your husband, Mr. Mark McCoy.
1: Yes, Your Honor. To
0: divorce court today. The two of you have been married four and a half years. Yes. You are on the verge of a separation, potentially a divorce. You're here, ma'am, because you are trying to decide whether to move forward or save your marriage. Yes, Your Honor. But first, I'd like to start with you, Ms. McCoy. Why don't you start by tell- giving me some background and telling me what brought you to divorce court today.
2: Yes, Your Honor. About five years ago, I met Mark... Um, I was his waitress, mm-hmm. I'm into hospitality, mm-hmm. I met him at, at an after spot and we exchanged numbers. There were so many things that I admired about him, I automatically started to look into being with this man. Mm-hmm. And after we established a love relationship and he told me that I was his queen. I felt that that was really what it was and I was gonna stop at nothing to make sure that we got married and had a happy life. And so
0: you did get married. But you said the life hasn't been so happy. What do you have to say about why you ended up here, Mr. McCoy?
1: Well, ma'am, um, I don't trust her. That's one of the things I didn't, you know, we, we went through a lot of things where she was just doing a lot of things where I didn't trust her. So I ended up leaving the household and when I left the household, she still started doing other things and going on dates with other men and stuff like that. So, that's why we're at this point right now.
0: So, it's been a huge breach of trust, according to you.
1: Yes, it has.
0: When the two of you met, you said that early on, you thought you established something special and you had an agreement when you started dating. So, you were at at a restaurant, you were having dinner, that's how the two of you connected and things moved pretty quickly after that?
2: Actually, they didn't move quickly at all. Mm -hmm. Because I felt that he was someone of a spiritual background, I asked him to be celibate with me. Mm -hmm. And I told him that this would be a great thing for our children who at Mm -hmm. the time were 10, 11 years old going into puberty Mm -hmm. to see that... Two adults can get together and not make the basis of their relationship sex. Mm -hmm. Instead, try to create a spiritual connection first before going into marriage. And when I said, hey, let's get married first, he said, well, I would never marry someone who wants to hold off sex until getting married. And I said, well, why not? He said, well, you have a baby already. You busted wide open for all these other men. Why would I not see exactly what I'm getting into before I get married? And I said, Mark, but you speak on all these spiritual things. And that's kind of when I knew that my mind was being manipulated. He said, not only will I not do that, but no man would ever marry you before having sex with you. And it just really crushed my spirit. I was broken.
0: So you said for eight eight months, you were celibate in the relationship. That was before you
2: got married. I gave in because I felt like it's what I had to do to keep him.
1: Yes, Your Honor. And when I was over at her house, Your Honor, different men started coming by and I found out she was with those men. So, I didn't want to commit to being with her for the rest of my life and, and I'm falling into it, you know. So,
0: so the trust issues were the, were, were obviously there from the beginning.
1: From the beginning, yes, ma'am.
0: You have very different stories about how you came to the conclusion that you were, in fact, going to have sex before you got married. But then you go on, you obviously work out your differences, whatever you thought about it, whatever you thought about it, because you proposed. That's
1: true, that's correct. You asked her to marry but That's Because that's after I got it, and then I, I kind of realized, okay, it ain't, it ain't that bad, you know, so... You know, at at that time, I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and marry you. So that's what
0: precipitated your marriage. It ain't that bad. what precipitated
2: our marriage was the fact that as soon as we did and I gave in, I got pregnant right away. But before I even knew I was pregnant, we tried to merge our families and we went on a water park trip. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the water park, I pulled my son to the side and I asked, do you think this is good for us? And he said, yes, Mom, I like it, but his family members told me that he wouldn't marry you unless you got a job. At yeah. that point, I was so hurt because I, I knew that I had a, a goal and a vision for my life, and I thought he was on board and supported those things. What's your response to that? What well, happened at the water park?
1: I was still getting to know her, and, uh, and she was quitting her job. She, she only had a job for a second, and then she started her own business. But her business wasn't doing well at all. Mm-hmm. And she, she's, like she said in the beginning, she's inspired by me. You know, so that's why I started making to-do lists for her mm-hmm. and said, hey, this you got to follow this structure. And she liked mm-hmm. that.
0: What do you have to say about the list?
2: Those lists were what I did believe at the time because of his military background. Something to... Um, something to kind of create order and help our relationship evolve along with our lifestyles. Mm -hmm. But he would tell me that once I did everything on the list, I would get rewards,
0: like maybe a day without the kids. Mm -hmm. And he would never, ever give me any rewards. Mr. McCoy, first of all, thank you for your service.
1: Appreciate you, ma'am. But
0: I do find that when I have people here, often in military backgrounds, this order and this structure does tend to seep into the marriage. Roger that. In a way where the spouse still feels like they're they a part of that background. Well, you were in the military Marines. You understand yeah, what I'm saying?
1: You gotta learn how to separate your home life from military life. She didn't enlist in the Armed Forces. She enlisted to be in a relationship.
0: I
2: send a picture of me asking, is this smoothie okay?
1: She was on a fast with the pasta, that's true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she sent sending pictures with a smoothie of straw in her mouth. Mm. The next day is, oh, okay, now I have a Sasha McMuffin. Can <laughs> I eat this pasta?
2: It's beyond military. I believe he's a sociopath. He brings our family together and we say prayers and he wants to end them in Mark Prophet name, Amen, mm. instead of Jesus' name. See, I that's said, the problem. I said, why do you think that we should... That's this the is problem. blasphemy. And she said, that's the black woman's problem. That's she always thinks that it she is. needs to honor it's God more than she needs to ho- honor the her husband. And that's what I And that's why so many black that's women and people to hold this hold on, hold on. day, they don't have no man because they don't know how to reverence their man better than they reverence God. What do you have to say? About that, sir?
1: I I totally agree with that. I believe that that's the the problem with black women, especially, is that they have more faith in Jesus than their own husbands. And they always, oh, Jesus, he he cut the lights off. Oh, thank Jesus for for paying the bills. No, I'm the one who went to work.
0: Are you saying that they should pray in Mark, the prophet's name? I do.
1: Sometimes I do do that. I do say that. Because I'm I'm the one who's praying. Jesus is not praying. I'm the one who came up with this prayer. And God is using me in that time.
0: Listen, listen. I'm no T.D. Jakes Mm. when it comes to my biblical knowledge. Roger that. But, as a Christian myself, I think that there is a difference between acknowledging your spouse for the things they do to support and care for your family and inserting your name
2: in in a prayer. I actually was uh, (sighs) doing a fast with my church family, a church we both go... We were going to attending at the time. I send a picture of me with a smoothie asking the pastor, a man of God, hey, even though we're not eating until 4 o'clock, is this smoothie okay? Later on, he brings it up in an accusation against me and says that I sent sexy selfies to men. I said, what what, what selfie are you talking about? I saw the one that you sent, Pastor. I said, the one with me holding a smoothie? He said, still, your face was in it. It was a sexy selfie.
1: Sorry. Now, that, that sounds uh, ridiculous, but what happened was she, she was on a fast with the pastor. That's true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she sent a pictures with a smoothie, straw in her mouth. Mm. The other picture the next day is, oh, okay, now I have a Sasha McMuffin. Can I eat this, pastor? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, hold on, why He's you gotta send pictures with oh, it? <laughs> hold on, why you gotta send pictures with it? Why you can't just text him that? <laughs> and I'm on the fast with you, so
0: why you didn't send me these pictures? So, the two of you are obviously very religious... That's yeah. been a big part of your marriage, right. correct?
1: Yes, ma'am. You yes, said your you Honest. tried
0: to take your mind off things, and you went where?
1: To the uh, strip club.
0: No, not you, Mr. McCoy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I went to strip club. That's, That's where, where I, where I, I met guess. her at. So we I actually did you meet. You so we at the actually met. We, we met when she was well, a waitress. But after that. We left and went to the strip club and we saw each other again. That's where we exchanged our numbers at, at the strip club.
0: Well, I just knew y'all were going to say you left the restaurant and went to church. (laughs) I'm shocked that that it was the strip club. But then you said that you got into an argument and you left and you went where?
1: I actually went to a hotel and I stayed there for a month. I go to the massage parlor. She on a date with a guy at the massage parlor who owns a local bar. She on a date with him in a month
0: of her husband leaving where... Did you start dating other people during that time period? What? No, I'm not dating
2: anyone nor have I she ever was. dated anyone. This massage parlor was not a private place. Mm-hmm. Me and
0: that guy were in two separate cars. I happened to they came know that... Together, so okay, I, I happened to on, know on, on. that talk, guy. Did you go to this massage parlor? Did you plan to meet another person there at the same time and the two of you get massages? No. So you showed up at the same time as a person you referred at the same date and, and same time and it was just a coincidence? So that's I It was. When you were there. And when you I showed up, there. did you know that she was gonna be there? No,
1: I didn't. I, had, I was coming there with my brother. She's walking out. Her and the guy sat in the car together after no, the massage. No, we did not. The, the and then McCourty. I asked her. I said, I said, Man, I asked him. I said, how was y'all massage? He like, it's cool. He rolled off. Mm. And I was if like, he so you... Off, I said, McCoy, you hold on. I'm like, what made you invite him? She's like, well, this is our first date. So I'm like, okay. <sighs> I'm like, you know, I left it alone. Like, go do your thing. You know what I'm saying? So that made me move out completely. That's when I went and bought my own house. And I was like, you know what? She moved too and fast. And you're saying you no never said me. that?
2: No. So what's so th- interesting is, this is. is fabricated. He said the guy rolled off and then okay, stopped me. me. Okay, oh, yeah. stop. Hold on, hold on. Y'all yeah, was. Stop. Hold on. Stop. I went live mm-hmm. because I was just constantly getting belittled. He was condemning me really bad for not doing something
0: on the to do list. What did you, what happened after you saw the live video?
1: I, got, I actually created a video after that.
0: If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll free, 1-877-311-2222, or log onto our website at divorcecourt.com. Miss the show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content. We've talked about a few different scenarios that have happened over the course of this tumultuous marriage at this point. And I've asked very specific and detailed questions And both of you have given very different answers. So, one of you decided to come into court today and perjure yourself. That's true. You went on social media and went live. Who did that? I went
2: live Mm -hmm. because I was just constantly getting belittled and, and he would tell me things like, I'm no Michelle Obama, I'm not his Michelle Obama. Constantly uh, compare me to his uh, workers at his office. I just told everyone that bullying is not cool. One day he was eavesdropping on my conversation with my grandmother and he came in and then he said who well, who was you telling all our business to and i said i was just talking to my grandmother and he said well i guess it's okay if you could talk to your grandmother since your mother's dead
1: no i didn't say it like that mm-hmm. uh, that's exactly her, how he said it i agree with her talking to her grandma she talked to everybody as you can see her, like i said she go on live and tell our business mm-hmm. and she's talk to all her family members mm-hmm. so now you i tell her, don't talk her to your sister don't talk to your single friends mm-hmm. don't tell everybody on, on social media but okay i understand your your mother is not here passed away mm-hmm. i understand you talk to your grandmother But uh, the things you're telling your grandmother, I want to know if you're talking about me and you're talking about stuff in our household. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how I said that.
0: Let me see the video. video. Let me see the video.
2: I'm just going to be transparent. You know, I've been being bullied for years now. Years. The day he left me, the night before, I had had a, a dream that he was condemning me really bad for. Not doing something on the to do list. I would do the to do list and we would grade them. It became like a manipulated thing. Hmm.
0: What did you, what happened after you saw the live video?
1: Actually, I never seen a live video. Everybody just started calling me like, Mark, are you okay? Are you okay? They're like, man, your wife just told everything on social media. Because the video
0: was how long?
1: The video was about an hour long of her just talking about me, bad stuff about me. She didn't mention anything that I've been mentioning today about herself. None of that. Mm -hmm. You know, so... I was just I, I actually created a video after that. And my video basically stated, oh, okay, I'm I could talk bad about my wife, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna do that because I'm the type of person who like to keep my stuff in the household mm-hmm. and we resolve it within our household. hmm
0: Which is best when you're going through a time like this, a very challenging time, because you you do have a child together. Yes, we do. A four-year-old, right?
1: Yes, ma'am yes, Your Honor.
0: And so you're navigating this space, you're navigating this separation, and Feelings are hurt, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of emotion, and y- you have to be able to work through it without putting the general public and pulling the general public into the mix. And you getting all of these unsolicited opinions and statements and comments from people who don't know
2: what's, well, what's felt... been the
0: inner workings of, of, of your marriage. Do either of you believe that this marriage can be saved?
1: Yes, I do, Your Honor. Mm
0: -hmm. And you don't? No, I don't, Your Honor. Just the mere fact that the two of you have come in and told so many completely different stories about the same incidents, you are so far apart. Not only emotionally, physically, you've now separated, but with reality... The reality of what's happened between the two of you, you don't even agree on that. Before you got married, you realized you were being manipulated about sex, according to you. I know you disagree. You were being manipulated about sex. You were being manipulated about who he was. But you said you realized these things prior to you getting married. You said that you had all of these trust issues before the two of you got married, that you suspected that there were other men that she was dating before you got married. So what happened is, none of these issues were resolved when you got married. They were only exacerbated. They were only compounded by the fact that now the two of you are together trying to combine these lives and everything you said in the beginning, those red flags that you ignored, Mm. they bubbled up in the end. There's a lot of hurt between the two of you, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of animosity, and you have a four-year-old child to raise. So now you have a different decision to make. Because no matter what happens with the dissolution of the marriage, because it takes two, you're separated from what I've heard, you need to continue that separation right now. Because it's gotten to a place where you're hurting each other. Not only privately, but publicly. When you go public with all of these things, it can affect someone's livelihood, their reputation, their ability to be a good parent. Because of work, you have to think long and hard about doing those things. Because the goal is when you go into a relationship, it will never be healthier than the two people who are in it. So no matter what happens, you work again to be healthy and whole people. And that's how you're able to be good co-parents. That's how you're able to treat each other right, no matter what happens with the relationship, but just as individuals who have to navigate this space now of being a part of each other's lives because you have a child together. Good luck to both of you.
2: The best advice that Judge Faith gave today was that I did see the signs in the beginning and I am taking accountability for that and that we do have to do what we have to do to be better parents.
1: I think the best advice that the judge gave was for us to remain in separation and and, and try to build from that and and keep everybody out of our business.
2: Moving forward to work on myself, I'm going to stay Doing the things that I've been doing, continue to build my business and take care of my son and raise him to to the best of my ability without a father in a home.